how to take your heart's business leap. If you're following a calling, if you're following an internal guidance, trust me, I know it can be scary. It is a scary journey. And why is that? Your heart will always guide you to what's unknown. Your heart will always guide you to what is outside your comfort zone and what's known. And that's part of the, that's part of the journey. So sometimes when people have a calling, they have an internal guidance to build something that creates something that's scary, you can often find yourself in a pattern of trying to make it less scary, trying to figure something out, trying to make it more comfortable and trying to find out a more safe way to take the leap. That's not really how it works. That's not how life works. And that's not how your heart and your soul expands. And that's why we have Molly Adkins here. One thing I find inspiring is someone who follows their heart, follows their guidance, that goes against logic, that goes against their mind's rationale. Molly not only ended a career in teaching, but sold all of her stuff. She sold her house, moved into state, and had no clue why. All she felt was it was exciting, it was expansive, and had no clue what the rationale or the logic was behind it. And this, in this interview, that's what you're going to find out is exactly what happened next, exactly how she had to take these leaps. And as you listen, you're going to unveil some leaps, some guidance of your own and start to ask yourself, what sort of leaps can I take? What sort of actions can I take that's towards my heart, towards my soul, towards my spirit? She's also going to dive into how sound healing helped her along the journey in doing all of this and how it's really been impactful for her entrepreneurial journey. So what you're gonna learn here is one, how to overcome that fear. That fear of taking a leap outside your comfort zone and following your soul's calling. Two, how to let go. Let go of the attachments. Let go of what your mind is attached to in the form of your identity or in the form of your safety. And three, how sound healing can be used in your journey when it comes to being successful as a spiritual entrepreneur. So yes, it's here and in the Serving Circle where you help elevate consciousness through spiritual business success. So if you're a spiritual entrepreneur, be sure to subscribe, support the content, and I'll see you in the Serving Circle on Facebook where you can start collaborating with your soul tribe. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, Yes, you are a light worker, and it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income, but every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath. And I'll see you on the inside. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're part of the Serving Circle, you know this face. It's Molly Atkins. And I think, I think one of the things I look for as inspiration is not necessarily these days what people are teaching, but what they're doing. And so anyone who knows Molly's story and what she's been up to in the last you know, six to 12 months has been inspired. And as she shared her story, it's, it's really touched the hearts of many people because it's not, it's not very easy 
to get a calling, to get some guidance that goes against your mind, that goes against, uh, you know, your rational thinking and to do it anyway. So Molly, I'd love to ask you about your story, but basically there's a lot of, uh, a lot of letting go, a lot of deep levels of trust, selling your stuff, moving into state, finding out all the challenges along the way. And while people are asking, what the hell are you doing this for? You're like, I don't know. I'm just following my heart and this is what's guiding me to. So I'm taking the leap. And so anyone who's looking to take more leaps, be more courageous and live a life where you're just trusting a bit more, then this is, uh, this is definitely going to be an inspiring uh, chat. And especially we're going to dive into your interests as well around sound healing, around what it can do for you. So if, I know a lot of people are interested in sound healing, but we're going to go more in depth of how it works and how you can, uh, you know, attune it specifically for people. Um, but Molly, first of all, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me here. Awesome. My pleasure. So I'd love to dive into a bit about who you are and your story. And if you want to describe what's happened in the last 12 months or so in terms of taking your leaps, being courageous, following your heart and trusting the universe, what that, what's that been like? So I'll kick it over to you. Go for it. Awesome. So yeah, it's been just about 12 months ago when I had uh, decided to take a year leave from my long career in uh, teaching high school. And I made this decision. I was all set to go and I found another position that I could a job that I could work in for a year that I could also do my sound healing and yoga and different things uh, alongside that. And all of a sudden I found out that the person that I was going to be working for changed their mind and I was left with without a job and really kind of not knowing what to do and where to go at that point. So uh, in the middle of the summer, this last summer, around June, I um, made lots of decisions that I kind of feel are like pretty crazy now. I was crazy then. It was a really tough decisions. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to stay in my house uh, without a job. I didn't want to get go back into another five to nine or a nine to five job or, you know, something that wasn't really part of my heart's calling. So I wanted to just focus on sound healing and, and where that could take me. So I, I decided to sell my house and I had this calling to move to the mountains. And so I, I actually went to both sides of the United States, where, which mountains I wanted to head to and ended up uh, going, coming to Colorado, the Rocky Mountains. Um, and so I made that decision, just I'm, I'm going to move to Colorado and went online, found a place to live. And here I am. It's, it's been kind of a crazy ride. Mm, definitely. And I guess, I guess some questions come up around, because we always talk about when you're, when life is guiding you in a certain direction and life is always guiding you to learn more about yourself and to heal and evolve and grow and learn the lessons your, your soul's here to learn. And so most people are finding, especially in the world of COVID, that if they're in a job that they don't necessarily find fulfilling, it's, it's now in their expansion to take a leap 
and rather than following safety, follow something that's in their expansion, which is also scary, right? Because our heart never guides us towards the things that are safe and that are known. Heart always guides you to what's unknown and what's scary because that's where you really are able to evolve and grow. And so some people have their job, like you found, it's like oh, some decisions were made and all of a sudden I have to leave or all of a sudden I'm, I'm not able to, to go back. And they're forced to sort of go into a path of uncertainty, but one of exponential growth within themselves. So looking back, uh, what can you tell, what can you see in terms of the lessons that you had to learn as your career that was no longer fulfilling, but it was safe and it started falling apart and you had to, you know, you couldn't stay in your house and you, you know, some things had to be done. What are some of the lessons in there that you, you know, you had to learn and had to go through? Yeah, I think number, number one is just trusting, trusting that it's all going to work out. Um, definitely did a lot of deep inner work, um, meditating every day, uh, for an hour and really searching within trying to, um, listen to what the universe had to say to me and where uh, just trying to find out, figure out for myself um, what is in my heart's expansion and not letting my ego to influence those in my, my logical brain saying, you know, selling, you're going to sell this beautiful house because so many people kept saying to me, even my realtor was like, why would you sell this house? You know, she's like, you'll never find another place like this. This is beautiful. I mean, it's got everything. It's got the fenced in yard and, you know, all these things that, you know, even the realtor was telling me, don't sell my house. I just, it's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> so it was against complete logic to sell. And not only just the house, but I sold everything, sold everything in it. <laughs> um, and that the, I think that, so just trusting that process. The other thing is that letting go, just learning to let go. So, you know, I, now I'm joking about selling all that stuff and getting rid of it all, but there was amazing um, healing through that process of letting go of the stuff and the material items. And um, not only, you know, some of the things were precious to me or maybe precious to my mom who has passed that I knew they were precious to her, but I, I, and so, and therefore I felt I had to keep them. Um, but just learning or understanding that if I, by letting go of those things, I was healing within me, healing myself and, and hopefully generations, uh, to come, um, by having those attachments and, and just learning that those things aren't needed. You know, things are not needed. And we're just all, just what we are inside is, is who we are. And our, our identity is from within and not from the stuff that we have. Yeah, I remember we got on many calls as you were selling, selling all your possessions and you were sort of giving things away and, you know, and, and, and we, we obviously sit in silence a lot. We do a lot of inner work. And anyone listening to this knows what it's like to sit in silence and hold space for all the emotions and, and being able to purge what's ready to be seen and all these uncomfortable things that, that come up in this experience. But when you, you know, physical stuff is very similar. It's it, to be able to have 
physical possessions that you're attached to is similar. It's very, very similar to, you know, beliefs and emotional patterns because it's where our energy is going and it's, it's the things that are, you know, things that are keeping us in our routine and keeping us safe. And that's what you sort of found when you're selling all your stuff, you're like, Oh my God, I just have this pattern that says my my mum had this and this was important to me in my past and all these different things that, you know, brought up emotions for you. So releasing them, you know, whether it's giving them away or selling them offered a, offered a big, a big release for you. Um, so something to be mindful of if, if people do have physical objects and things that they feel it might be in their expansion to release, then that's, this is some, you know, just some sound advice. Uh, but one thing what you're talking about with trust, when it comes to trusting, I find when it's the decisions you make, if you have an insight that says, Oh, the universe has my back universe is, is trusting me. Then one of the things you, one of the things that matters most is the decisions you make from that place. So many, some people might say, Oh my God, okay, I'm going to trust the universe. I'm going to trust this infinite intelligence. I'm going to trust my heart, trust my soul and my guidance. It says there's something out there for you that's beyond this safe you know, job. But then they go back to their boss and they're pleading them to, <laughs> to get the, the job back or, you know, their decisions aren't in alignment with what the, the guidance have got. Clearly with you, you consistently take the leap, say, okay, I've got this guidance. I've got this trust. Let me make my decisions from that place, despite how scary it is. And let's purge everything that comes up along the way. Is that the way you would describe it? Or was there some, was there some challenges there that you can sort of highlight that were a bit difficult? Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely the difficulty in, in, in trusting and that, that is what I, you know, my, I feel like I should be doing, but then my mind is saying, you know, just go back to that job or people are telling me, you know, go back to your job, just go back, ask for your job back. What, you know, what's so hard about that? And I'm like, but I knew, like I knew in my body that that was not the path that I, I was, I needed to be on or should be on or, or was being shown, I guess. Um, and interestingly, now that I'm looking back at the things that happened along the way about finding a place to live here in Colorado and, and um, it's, it's been very interesting on, and like, I'd have a block, like the first apartment I found, I was like, oh, I'm definitely, this is perfect. Everything about it is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. Um, but then the timing of that apartment opening up and my house being sold wasn't lining up. So I had to let it go. And then right after I let that go, my house sold and I was like, okay, now I don't have a place to live. So it was like those kind of things. Like I really wanted to hold on to that apartment, but then as soon as I let it go, it was allowed even my house to sell, which was interesting. Um, it put me in a spot where I had to start looking again and the things, but once I started looking, it was like easy to find a place. It was, it was kind of like, paths open like something will be blocked and I'll be like oh no what am I going to do now and then something else opens up without that feels a lot easier and feels like more more exciting mm. more aligned in what I would been wanting in the long run right so yeah, yeah this goes it goes beyond it goes beyond like if people listening it goes beyond needing to sell your stuff sell your house and move this this sort of the this sort of structure and these the characteristics of this 
decision can be found in any decision you're looking to make right whether it be with your health whether it be to do with relationships finances whatever it is it seems like what happened was you had this calling this had you had this pull this expansion to sell your stuff and move and through that time you were like hey Tyus and sending me a message hey Tyus still don't have anyone that's wanting to buy the place you know still don't have anyone's putting in any offers and and you know and you're like hey I think I found a place where I'm gonna move oh no that fell through don't know where I'm gonna move next I could be homeless in you know next next week and (laughs) everything that comes up along the way so looking back what are your what are your thoughts there is there any is there anything in particular that you're most proud of or that you can you know strengths and skills that you can take moving forward now in making decisions from all of that experience Mm, yeah for sure um yeah i think i think being able to tune into my own intuition my own understanding of trust, own understanding of spirit or the universe and, and um, being able to make decisions from that, from that um, understanding. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and just, you know, and, and being able to make that distinction between, oh, this is my ego saying I, I need a job or, you know, I need a full time job, I need to know that I'm going to have income next week or I need to know where I'm going to be living next week um and just uh, having that trust and 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 being able to feel it in my body that some it's going to work out it's it's just I know it's Mm. the universe has my back definitely and Mm. I find most most patterns people can look inside themselves and say okay where is my fear really coming from? Whether it's fear of finances or you're not getting yourself out there in marketing or you, you know, you're not putting out an offer because you don't want to be rejected and be judged and these things on the entrepreneurial journey, I find a, the vast majority of the time, it comes down to the core belief that the universe does not have my back. So therefore I need to, my me and my human effort and my ego needs to put in the effort and and clean up the mess that the universe isn't taken care of right so therefore that that's that's a lot of stress and a lot of worry a lot of fear for someone who says hey i'm not going to be okay and i'm not going to be able you know life isn't going to give me what's in my expansion if i don't take control right now and therefore it puts everything on the decisions that you make but it's a completely different energy and a completely different relationship with life when you move from this place, when you move from the place of, look, I know I'm either going to learn the lessons that I know I need to learn or welcome in such high level opportunities that my mind can't see right now. That's what you welcome in when you follow this expansion, you follow the energy of unknown and just to see, you know, see what happens next and you welcome everything along the way. And so what have you, what have you noticed in yourself? Have you noticed certain shifts in your emotions or relationships with your emotions or relationship with life as you follow this energy, rather than just staying in a job because it's, it's safe. It has a, it has a paycheck and it feels comfortable. There's no doubt that I am probably the happiest that I've ever been in my life right now, though it is the scariest point in my life. Perhaps because I, I don't know what's coming next. I don't know, you know, I, I really just don't know. 
um, what's going to happen over the next few months and my income or, you know, I now have a place to live, but um, just those unknowns. But I, I'm very content, very happy. Um, and before, when I was in the, my teaching position, I, I was miserable just looking back, you know, I kept telling myself I was happy. It's like, oh, look, I've got this money and I know I'm going to have my retirement's going to be all set. And so my, my friend calls it the, the golden handcuffs. You know, you, you, you get tied to it. Um, you get tied to the money and you work from that pattern of needing to know where that's where your, your income's coming from, how you're going to live in retirement or what, you know, just constantly moving and thinking in that direction. But um, uh, making these decisions to kind of go go against what society makes us feel that we need to have to be safe has been very eye-opening and, and um, yeah, just a whole different feeling, this, this just true contentment, just mm. happy to be here, yeah. Now, I can see where your passion comes from because obviously what's emerging is this is this need to contribute to those who are in a similar position if they're in if they're in a nine to five and they're they're intellectually can describe themselves as happy like what you're saying when you're in the job you could intellectually tell yourself hey i've got this money for retirement i've got steady paycheck i know what's going to happen tomorrow you know i'm safe i'm comfortable i'm in uh, in my patterns i'm i'm you know following what's familiar so you can intellectually tell yourself that you're happy and you can intellectually explain why you're happy and why you should be happy but yet your heart guides you somewhere else and this is the this is the duality the debate between okay your head and your heart if you have a steady paycheck and you, you're in familiar in, in what's familiar and you can consciously even you consciously can feel happy but deep down, you know, there's something more deep down, it's becoming less and less fulfilling, there's less and less meaning in it. And you know, there's a drive to contribute, you know, there's a drive to grow at deeper levels and contribute at deeper levels. And yet that calling is there. And so that's the decision people need to make. Am I willing to value growth and contribution above safety, right? Safety and comfort. And that's sort of what you've done and many people listening to this as you know it it's sort of like especially here in, in the western world this is the primary pattern of just this debate between the head and the heart and so it, it raises a lot of awareness when someone says well when someone hears you molly and hears oh when i left and when i go through all of this stuff and all of this uncertainty and i get to purge these emotional patterns that i had to money or safety or physical possessions or physical home, all of a sudden I'm now more happy, but it's not just an intellectual happy. It's like now my heart's happy. Now my soul's happy. Now it's a fulfillment and a meaning and a deep purpose and I'm growing and contributing at deeper levels. That's a, diff, a, a deeper level of just happiness. That That is like true joy. That's true bliss. That's fulfillment, not just happiness. So is there anything you can speak of there in terms of what guidance would you give someone or tips you can give someone who's in that debate of should they 
you know, if they're in a situation where they're intellectually following their heart, uh, following their head, following their safety and they're quote unquote happy, but they still have this calling, what advice would you give to someone there? What sort of tips could you have? I think a few things come to mind, actually. Um, I, I think I worked a lot from, from the fear of being judged of what's, you know, what are people going to think about me? Well, if I do this or if I um, make, take this big leap, people are going to make fun of me or <laughs> think I'm crazy or that type of thing. So that was, that's, that was a big thing and just letting go of that, that um, fear of being judged on, you know, it doesn't matter if I have a big house anymore, or, you know, <laughs> living in a little apartment. But I think the other thing is doing a lot of, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of healing and not only from the purging, but also through my practice and sound healing, um, a lot of energetic healing, um, yeah, clearing a lot of uh, stuck energy that I've, um, yeah, from the traumas of life, basically. Um, so I think really being able to tune in to those patterns that somebody has and, and learning how to clear the energy and to open the heart and, and feel that, be able to feel your expansion to be able to make those big, big leaps. Awesome. Yeah, there are plenty modalities, methods out there that help people really tune in to their heart, you know, start to purge, find what's in their expansion. You use a lot of sound healing. So I want to talk about this because to me, it's, to me, it's fascinating. And, and it's, and it's an interesting topic that many people are aware of, but they don't necessarily know the mechanics or they don't necessarily know, you know, the reasons behind it. Okay. So in terms of sound healing, why is this a, why is it a calling for you? What sort of, what got you into sound healing? What were sort of the things you noticed as you started using, using this method for your own, for your own healing? Right. So I, I got into sound healing actually through a yoga class that I took a few years ago and I did not understand at the time what was going on. I did not understand energy healing or I didn't even, I hadn't even seen a crystal singing bowl in, in the past before that day. And so I'm in my yoga, yoga class and then in Shavasana at the end and final resting pose, teachers playing these huge crystal singing bowls. And I'm just like, this is, you know, my, I can't even explain that feeling of just, I don't know, I, I had tears and just going deep is, is all I can, how I can explain it, but that feeling of just being, um, just being, I guess, and having those sounds surround me. And, and I, you know, at that point, I knew there was something about that at that point. And, and something was lit, lit, lit up within me. It was like, I, I have to learn more about this. And so that's where, where my, where that was the turning point. And, started studying um, sound healing and I also became a yoga instructor and I did Reiki. I'm a Reiki master pr practitioner as well. And, and um, over the last few years in my study with sound healing, um, I've noticed how even through my own study that as I'm studying and as I'm learning about the instruments and I'm playing with the instruments and in that I am I've been continually healing myself uh, with with the sounds um, because you know our our bodies memorize 
everything that we've experienced. So, and it's all in our subconscious, um, everything that's happened to us. And if we've experienced any kind of trauma, no matter how small or how large, our body still remembers that. And, and it's like, you know, like a piano. Our bodies are like a piano. If you're, you, you tune up your piano, and then after you play on that piano, you're hitting the keys for six months or so, and you see, you're like, ah, oh, it kind of sounds out of tune. And you go and you get it tuned up again, right? And then you're playing it again. So it's that continual idea as well for our bodies as, as we go through life and we have bigger little traumas or things that happen and it, it might jar our energy a little bit. And so when we get those stuck energies, then we are, um, things happen. I mean, it can be physical ailments where, you know, oh, you, you know, feel like you're on the computer too much, your shoulders hurt or your lower back all of a sudden starts to hurt. That's all energetics. And then, or even, um, the inability to make decisions or to move forward or to, you know, things that happened in the past and that, you know, trying to clear that energy with, with the, with the sound healing, it's just, just an amazing thing. Um, and it's, it's been really interesting that um, how to use the bowls, especially Tibetan singing bowls is what I use for in my sound assessments on people if they're um, coming, come for a session and I can hear with the overtones in the bowls, um, the where energy might be uh, stuck or even dissipate completely from from their body or from their from their aura i guess and so using the sounds to uh clear to tune up the tune up the body just like just like a piano mm. it's fascinating and, and one of the things that resonates with me is is the fact that we are we are energy we and anyone who's studied science knows this that the body is energy the body is nothing but vibration right. and so yeah i'd love to ask questions about that in terms of what what sound actually does but anyone who's in the situation we're describing before in terms of in a if you're making decisions from safety if you even think about doing something different and it brings up that fear or there is that uh the hesitation and you know that your heart's guiding you something you don't do it that's energetics that's that's a that's an energetic uh it's an energetic block that's stopping you moving forward and so what you're saying here is this the, the sound can be a, a method in opening up what needs to be seen healing what needs to be healed and obviously there's going to be some form of purging or welcoming in some sort of you know, deeper truth or like what you experienced in the first time with yoga, there was just a, a, a depth that you're able to go. And it allows you to just tap into more and more of your energetics so that you can make the decisions you know you need to make. Um, so is there anything you want to talk to there? Or is there anything you want to talk to in, in the form of how does sound allow us to tune up and start to and start to resonate at a vibration that's closer to, to who and what we are? Right. So the first thing that, that comes to mind is how our, our bodies are, um, each of our bodies has their own personal musical scale. So our, each of us 
uh, resonate at a different vibration. And there is a scale that we can use to heal our own bodies. And I um, have a way to find out what uh, each person, you know, if a client comes, we can find out what their, what their, their scale is. And then the first time I had done this myself and I found my scale and working with each of the energy, the seven energy centers, the seven chakra and, and healing each uh, energy center um, as I'm working with that tone. So humming, so we, we can all hum, right? And so humming on that tone, so if you know how to do that or what your tone is and you're able to heal that bo your body, I'm, and I'm talking about physically or emotionally, mentally, spiritually, uh, for each of the chakra. And so, um, as I was working with each of these tones for myself, there was a lot of that, that purging would come up. Lots of things would come up. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this was there, you know, and it was just like sitting in, in the field to heal meditations, right? So, um, sitting in meditation and, and things start to come up. And then on top of that, using the sound to entrain the, the body, entrain the energies, the vibrations of, of each chakra, it just magnifies, just amplifies that, that healing. Pretty amazing. Yeah, now that's, it's interesting that everyone has their own unique signature of just throughout their own, their own chakras. So the, the, the seven energy centers and each one, each person is different. So to be able to find that personal music scale means they now have that as a tool set within their own healing, within their own, uh, you know, spiritual and personal growth that they can use. Now, how would someone use that if once they know their, once they know their uh, unique scale, do they, can they use that throughout meditations? Can they use it in any particular situation? How would you recommend someone use that moving forward? Yeah, you can use that, of course, in meditations. Um, if there's, you, know, you want to focus on something in particular, a decision or something like that, then you can use it in that way. But you can use it even just like, um, had a client come that had some pain in the jaw. And so we've used her scale, found her scale, and then the tone that um, she resonated with that for the throat chakra. And then, you know, her homework <laughs> is to uh, hum on that tone and to use that vibration to release that energy that's been stuck in that in that area of the body and and interestingly so because we have you know the third eye the, the throat and the heart so and then there's this area in between each of the, the the energy centers as well so you can use the tone you can bend the tones up and down to heal other areas so like if you have shoulder pain or if you have um aches in different areas, you can use that tone and just humming on that tone for say 15 minutes a day to help release, release any um, physical aches that you might, might have. That's cool. Mm. That's cool. How do I sign up? <laughs> That's my, my question. <laughs> the, um, my question, because I've been working on my singing mm. is what if someone's tone deaf? 
Have you had anyone come? Have you had anyone come that's tone deaf, or if they have difficulty matching a pitch when it comes to singing, is it is it something that they just practice and they can start to learn, or is it something they can enjoy by just being in the environment of that tone? What What are your recommendations there? Oh, that <laughs> I haven't had anybody in that situation yet. However, um, you can still get the benefits just by listening. If you feel, you know, you know honestly. Anybody that says that they're tone deaf, that's just a learned behavior. It's like everybody can, can eventually uh, learn how to sing on tune. So that, I mean, it's a, it's a belief. So getting over that block might be the first, <laughs> first uh, step there. Um, and someone can, can definitely learn how to sing their tone. But if they're still, you know, if they're in that, still in that, that period where they're feeling uncomfortable or don't feel like they're actually seeing it on on pitch, then uh, just listening to the tones, putting it in their in the earbuds and envisioning the intention is just as important as the tone itself. So the intention of moving or using this the energy and the vibrations of that tone to go to that that to a certain uh, chakra or mm -hmm. a certain area in the body. So um, yeah, having that intention behind healing is also super that's important. cool so yeah. if someone wants to learn how to do that and they want to contact you what is what is that what does that look like uh what is the what is it in particular they can contact you for where do they do that and what do the next steps look like yeah so i have a way a scheduler they can sign up um for an appointment with me i can do those everything online and that's the other amazing thing about sound and, and sound healing, it's energy work. So just like Reiki or the other energy uh, healing energy work, uh, you can do it. It doesn't have to be in person. And that's that's the amazing thing about sound healing as well. And a lot of people feel like you have to be right in the room. Um, but you don't. You can use your earbuds. Using earbuds is key. Um, some people put their hands on their computer so that they can feel the vibrations coming through with the sounds as well. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, it's just people you can sign up and we'll pop on Zoom call and have a session. Yeah. Beautiful. And I know you really, you're, you feel called to help people who are in a nine to five who may feel like they're, they're calling to something else and they're, so they're struggling to make that leap. They're struggling to take that, make that decision that you made in following your heart. So what sort of, do you have any, any advice or tips or guidance for someone who is in that situation and who, you know, they just, they, they feel like, man, it's just hard to overcome that fear. It's hard to be detached from the money and the physical safety of, you know, of a job. What is it in particular that you have as advice or guidance for someone who, who really wants to overcome that fear? Yeah, I think um, first sign up for my program. <laughs> I have a great program uh, using the, the humming that I just spoke about and using the personal scale to heal those different, the different, it, the, the trauma, the energy that might be built up or stuck in the body. So, um, I think that 
I guess not to rush, rush the decisions, not rush into something that would probably be my first, um, first advice as far as like moving through is just letting and allowing, allowing, um, allowing it all to happen as you, as you're healing and learning how to listen, uh, tune into the universe and letting your body heal while you're moving towards that heart calling your heart's calling Mm -hmm. nothing more important there's nothing more important than i don't don't believe than really following your intuition and 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 going on the path you're here to go on right and we have to listen to the intuition because it's not going away it's not going away you know we can do as many things as we can to avoid it and distract ourselves and resist it but trust me you're here to learn certain lessons you're here to have certain experiences and whether it's through your decisions or whether it's through just the general chaos of life where things tend to fall down, like what you said, it wasn't necessarily, um, it wasn't necessarily your choice to have that sort of career fall apart, but it's what you did with that. Life presented you with the opportunity and you could have ran back to safety and sort of said, holy shit, that was scary but you lead yourself into the unknown and you say, Hey, I'm expanding and I'm growing and I'm learning. And as I, as I start to make these decisions, I'm going on my, on my soul's journey. And so that's really where you find yourself at the level you are now and, and, and feeling more deeply fulfilled within yourself. Um, so people can contact you to help them understand more of their personal scale so they can use that as a tool and obviously find out more about your program, especially if they're in that situation, if they're in a, if they're in the situation of comfort, familiarity, and they know they're being called to more, they just can't overcome those fears. You help them use these um, modalities in their life to overcome the fear. What else can someone expect if they're if they're reaching out to you and they want some help? Is there anything else that you have there that can uh, that can assist them? Yeah, I'm. I'm also within the program. I am offering some intuitive coaching along with that. So uh, it's just not. It's not only just learning how to use the the sounds, and uh, but I'm also doing coaching and um, also offering a course and along with some yoga as well, using the physical body to release energy and to or to move energy to to help it move as you're also doing the sound healing. Um, so we have lots of things lined up that people can use to start healing and start moving along and jumping on into their path, onto their path mm-hmm. for healing and following their, their heart's calling, their soul's calling. Beautiful. So I'll put all the links below to your, to your calendar. Um, where can they, where can they reach out to find out more about you? Can they can they jump on your social media's website? What else What else can they go to, other than the uh, calendar link? Yeah, absolutely. I have Facebook uh, with my name Molly Adkins, and then I also have a Instagram Molly's Sound Wellness, um, and I have a website that is in creation. It's www.mollyadkins.com will be up and running soon and um email address of course molly r adkins at gmail.com any of those would work easy whatever whatever you prefer you got plenty of options there yeah um is there anything else you want to tap into share anything that's on your heart 
while you have the mic here that you think listeners of this of this podcast should know or should or should remember when they're sort of going on this soul's journey anything else come up for you that would make this uh make this chat feel complete yeah i think uh one of the one of the things that i was worried about or, or feared in making this all of these decisions is kind of that that fear of being alone and you know moving across the country to a location where i don't know anybody and and um that was a big one for me and i i just feel like that could be something that holds people back from making those decisions moving away from my kids they're they're adults but still moving away and but just um the importance of of being a uh, a role model and to um especially now that i think that a lot of kids younger the younger kid in their 20s are really lost and having a hard time moving forward and and not knowing what to do but by showing by example that we're we can make these these changes in our lives and and have find joy and find fulfillment um, without following that that path that society tells us that we need to be on um i think that's something that i'd like to share it's just learning you know as we make our as adults making our decisions and, and being um, role models for the younger generations to move forward in the same style same type of path following our hearts yeah while you're following your heart it, it, the real things that are happening are generally beyond what your mind can see you don't know the ripple effect that's happening you don't know the example you're being for someone that's never going to reach out to you and say, hey, you help me do this, right? I know you were very surprised once you started sharing your journey on Facebook, the amount of people that said, hey, I'm, this is inspiring and you've inspired me to do this or make this decision or, you know, even just through, through the observation. But we really have no clue when we're in our heart and we're living a life that's more loving, that that's offers more growth and more levels of contribution. It really doesn't... Uh, it doesn't come to our conscious awareness a lot, the ripple effect and the, the standard that we're setting and just the energy that we put out into the world, but just reminding yourself of that. Hey, sometimes the biggest effect that I'm creating right now, I have no clue about, but all I know is that it feels, it feels right for me and it feels exciting. And those I do help that I, I know I'm helping is really cool, but also the effect can be a lot bigger than what my mind can see. And so, that to me is what's exciting, but it's good that you're getting that confirmation from people as well. It says, hey, you're, you're, you're being a role model as you move forward and take these uh, and, and make these decisions. I know that was a bit of a surprise to you and a bit of like a holy shit kind of moment, um, yes. but it's awesome to see, hey? Yes, absolutely. I, I was definitely surprised when that first person that contacted me, they're like, I think we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm in that same kind of situation. I think I need to talk to you. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> quite quite a surprise yeah well you're stepping in you're really quickly becoming that expert and you know and and that thought leader of someone who's like i said earlier actually living it that's what matters to me is the you're living it you're making these decisions you're learning as you go and you're helping people along the way you're helping people you're you're expanding your steps and then you're looking back and say hey who needs help with these quick steps who needs help you know and help me show you what i did to to make that happen so that to me is if more people do that 
you know, we'll, we'll definitely be living in the world that is, uh, that's quickly evolving and expanding in the way that it's meant to. So Molly, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing everything that's your, uh, the, uh, hearts guiding you towards. Um, is there anything else you want to share before we wrap this up? I think I've shared it all. Thank you, Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. So everyone reach out to Molly. You will not regret it. There's uh, plenty, plenty of wisdom there. And there's, you know, plenty of tools that you can chuck on your tool belt on your on your expansion but if it is exciting for you and if you know you're down this journey definitely reach out to molly and i'll put the links below so molly thanks for being here we appreciate it thank you so much thanks for listening to the awaken your business podcast if you're a heart-centered business owner you know that selling marketing and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear doubt and scarcity and this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships. So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.